Okay, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Blunt Instruments. This is now episode 21. I am Luke. Let me introduce you to my co-host, Jake. What's up, buddy? How are you today? I'm good, mate. How are you? Good, good. Just, uh, you know, living the COVID dream, doing nothing, not able to go to restaurants or anything anymore. You know, we're, we're uh, what is it, the right word, regressing? Uh, yeah, okay, we're sort of going the other way, so I won't rub in your face too much, but we sort of opened everything up again now, which is nice. Yeah, I think, I honestly, I have, like, it's getting warmer where you're at, right? Yeah, yeah, it's coming in summer. Yeah. So because of you... I've actually got like the you know local time and like the weather yeah. for Melbourne on my phone. <laughs> so I checked it yesterday just because you know my mom I think was complaining how cold it was. I was like, well, just so you know, it's 60 degrees in Melbourne. So, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so like I I I'm convinced that this thing like thrives in the cold because you know it started in the in the spring ish winter here and then seemed to get better through the summer now it's starting to get cold again and it's starting to get worse like i it, that's got to be a part of what's going on but who knows yeah it seems to be one of those things doesn't it like without being a scientist or anything like that um even right. like in europe and that they're coming into their winter and it's just you know it's not looking good over there the way that things are going again they've sort of all gone back into lockdowns which is you know the last right. thing that anyone wants but Here's to 2021, and hopefully vaccines and going back out to eat at restaurants. Yeah, my uh, girlfriend and I actually watched, well, you know who she is, but I say it because most people don't, but we watched, uh, there's a show on Netflix called Nailed It. Have you seen that? It's like a baking show. Yeah, yeah, I saw that a while ago, yeah. Yeah, and because they've got like a completely uh, Christmas-themed like season yeah. It was like it was like top ten on Netflix, so I clicked on it, thinking it was new, and it wasn't. And the episode we watched was a New Year's theme, and they were yeah. like cheersing to 2020. I was like, if you only fucking knew, <laughs> <laughs> if you only knew. <laughs> but uh, you know, so yeah, I mean, honestly, it, it puts things in perspective, though. Like I, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of people were posting like time hops and different things about how they're like 2019 was terrible bring on 2020 yeah no and now here we are <laughs> we are but you know what some some decent things have come out of the uh you know you and i wouldn't even know each other if it wasn't for coronavirus i don't say that in a mean way but you know it's brought a lot of people in this community together i think it's just given a lot of people a lot of time to uh appreciate what they have and what's going on around them and maybe there is at least one positive 100 percent. and talking to people in the bond community we sat down with one of the the legends i think Mm -hmm. it's probably a good way to put it mr joe darlington um so yeah that was our our interview this week how incredible was it to talk with joe like just so much you know knowledge and and being around doing it for a long time yeah, so similar to to David Zaritsky, Joe Darlington, at least, you know, and I know you're the same, but, you know, I discovered David Zaritsky through James Bond Lifestyle, and then eventually Joe Darlington was in and out of his video. So these are two guys that um, I have been watching 
from afar for a long time and to be able to now sit down and chat with both of them. Harris Thomas is in that group as well, somebody that uh, was in and out of those videos. So we've we've had now all three of these gentlemen on the podcast. All three of them have been not only kind enough to join the show, but you know now that we've talked to the third and final member of at least those three guys, all three of them are amazing dudes. They know their Bond stuff. They're just great guys in the community very welcoming you know one thing i want to say about joe is when i you know and like i said during corona that's when i decided to open my bonds apartment account i jumped right on to operation phoenix i think that's what was going on at the time and i saw joe darlington was on there and i just remember throwing in the chat like hey joe this is somebody i'd never spoken with never had any interaction with he's just like hey luke you know even just that because this is somebody that's been doing this for a long time. He's got a book out called Being James Bond. His Instagram's Being James Bond. His podcast is Being James Bond. Very uniform, which is smart as hell. Unlike you and I, where everything's something oh, different. What are you gonna do? <laughs> but uh, you know, it just—he's very, very well known in the community. And to take the time to chat with us, and to take the time to even just say a quick hi, like he's the type of person where if you jump on his live stream, even if you throw in a hi. He'll be in a – like we're talking – he'll jump on live stream. No time to die was postponed again. I want to kill – hey, Luke, I want to kill somebody. Like he'll he'll stop what he's saying just to say hi to you when you jump in. You know, he tries to get to know everybody as much as possible. So, you know, he yeah. was somebody I was really looking forward to talk to. That's for sure. No, 100%. And, yeah, I think like with a lot of those guys, there's a lot that, that we've learned from them. And, and, yeah, just a great chat. So, I hope everyone enjoys it. Yeah, yeah. So without further ado, here is Mr. Joe Darlington himself being James Bond. everybody welcome back we've got as promised mr joe darlington from being james bond how are you sir i am good i am as as good as i as i deserve to be <laughs> no better no worse how are you guys doing <laughs> good good thank you so much for coming on this is a huge huge honor to have you on the show oh don't be silly thank you this is a lot of fun i'm looking forward to it yeah yeah like i said like i said before we started getting going here I uh, have been seeing you pop up in David's videos. He was, you know, the first person I saw, and then you were in there, and then I started following you. And of course, you've got the Instagram account, YouTube channel. I think you've got almost six thousand subscribers on your YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and then the podcast as well. So we are very excited to have you on here, sir. Well, thank you. Honestly, I've been listening to you guys as well. Uh, I love your format. I like how it's kind of loose and and uh, kind of freewheeling and fun. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I've been looking forward to this one. So uh, yeah, thank you very much for your kind words. But I'm happy to be with you guys. Yeah, thank you. Loose. I like that des- description. I'll stick with loose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of the uh, some of the people that comment on our uh, iTunes page and then in our DMs wouldn't say loose. <laughs> they, 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 they'd say horrible and vulgar <laughs> but uh bef- before we get started and and you know i kind of we always kind of like to try to get a little background 
on our guests. And obviously, like I touched on, you have been doing this for quite some time. I would I would easily say you are one of the cornerstone folks in this this community. But for me, I want to know how it all began. A question I really like to ask, just the first ever memory of James Bond, if you can uh, if you can pinpoint one. First ever memory of James Bond. I, I that's um that's a great one right off the bat because I it, it's funny because I probably actually if I'm really honest with myself my first whether I knew it or not I remember being in the wow what grade would this would this have been I remember friends of mine in class talking about this movie they saw called Moonraker mm. and. I'm like, what the heck is that? That sounds stupid. What is that? Like, I had no idea, literally no idea what they were talking about. So that is probably my literal first memory of James Bond without knowing it. But I think the first thing I ever remember actually catching myself was for your eyes only on uh, cable, in which would have been, I guess, 82 or 83, um, and kind of just going, wow, that looks pretty cool. This is a great movie, whatever. Uh, I, I'm sure I must have seen little snippets of Bond in the, my peripherals before that, mm-hmm. but that is absolutely the, the first conscious memory I, I have of watching a Bond movie and going, wow, this is pretty cool. I got to check out what, what this is all about. Right. Would you say that the obsession, per se, started, and I, I use that term loosely because I think we all, <laughs> everybody in this group can can relate to that yeah. term but would you say it started then or it wasn't till a little while later was it something different yeah, um yeah i, I don't I, I it definitely didn't start back then uh i i remember just sort of getting my my head around it uh and again i was kind of always i mean i'm, I'm 12 13 ish so i'm you know well into star wars indiana jones superman uh so once I sort of found James Bond, it just sort of fell into that kind of action movie category. Oh, this is really cool. And I, and I do remember kind of being very curious about it pretty soon, meaning like I saw Octopussy uh, a, probably a gazillion times on TV because, again, it was it would just be sort of on this constant rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do remember watching it and kind of feeling like this is this is like a really cool movie with action and stuff and but it's kind of like for grown-ups like i kind of get the idea that this is sort of like um you know it's like finding dad's playboys and you know (laughs) like like there's something there's something here i don't quite get i I don't think i I think some of the jokes are going over my head and some of the the, some of the um like political stuff and but so i i guess the intrigue was was there pretty early on uh, but I think it probably took me a while before I kind of became like official super fan, like like a lot mm-hmm. of us. So I I know what you mean when you say obsession. I think the obsession was probably probably more like in the 90s where I was really kind of getting to where, you know, uh, I, I would see the movies like the the night they came out. I'd always see them like the night they came out. I'd always take a date to go to a James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think once the internet kind of, I mean, this is this is how far back I'm going. You know, once the internet came out and there were Bond websites, I think suddenly then I was like, yeah, I guess I am kind of obsessed with this, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. You know? I think we all we all share that share that path. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I'd love to um I'd love to know obviously sort of jumping forward again a little bit more the sort of I suppose the 
filling the gap between loving the James Bond films, getting that obsession, and then, you know, going out and actually starting a podcast where you talk about James Bond mm. on end. You know, how did that sort of come around? And what was the sort of, I suppose, the decision that, right, I'm going to go out and put my voice out into the world and talk about, you know, my yeah. hobby, my... Yeah, that's seriously. Yeah, when I guess when you talk about obsession, I mean, guess that that's when you know you're obsessed when you're gonna yeah. start start a <laughs> right. podcast, or whatever. Um, yeah, I guess that, that was sort of um, again late '90s, early 2000s. Uh, yeah, again, I'm I'm kind of at sort of like super fan level, where I'm you know going to websites, reading articles about Bond online. And I, I guess I, I think it was I think the impetus was sort of twofold. Uh, I, I remember thinking like, you know, I, I want to sort of crack into that world of of kind of bond insiders. You know, I mean, like I'm sure the guys like I, I knew names, guys who would write articles for uh, the big bond sites at the time. And, you know, it's one thing to read them all the time and comment. I said, you know, how do I get into that little click there? Um, and, I, and I and I also sort of had this idea for a book. Because I, I was always really fascinated about, like, one of the things about James Bond, like, again, like, being a fan of Star Wars, Star Trek, Indiana Jones, I mean, these are all fun, and they're great, they're escapism, but Bond kind of had that element of, like, I could actually do some of that stuff. I, I probably mm-hmm. can't, you know, you know, jump a car and do a somersault or whatever, uh, probably a lot of this, you know, I can't shoot people with guns and, you know, but there, there is a lot of that, that, that you can actually just sort of do like, it look, it just like bond makes life look really fun, you know? So I was, and, and I, I was always sort of impressed with the idea that the guy was just sort of like a genius at everything, right. you know, like every, whatever topic it was, this guy could talk about it. Like he was an expert, uh, any game he played, like if somebody's sitting down playing backgammon, yep, Bond knows how to play it. Uh, a poker, yep, knows how to do that. Um, golf, scuba, anything, skiing. And apparently he's the best at it all, too. Right, right. I, seriously, like, like <laughs> expert level at everything, yeah. Um, which is which is actually quite literal. I mean, again, like if, if, you show, if, if Bond is shown on skis, you can be sure that there's going to be an Olympic level uh, skier <laughs> filling in for Bond in these scenes. So, yeah, so I guess that was that was sort of my thing, too. And I remember thinking, like, so so is that just sort of silly, impossible that people could do that? Or if you put your mind to it, you know, could you actually do it? I was like, well, you know, why the hell not? And I started to write articles and uh, about just all the things that Bond seems to know how to do. I would I went through all the movies and like. Again, he he can play golf, so I got to do a chapter on golf. He knows how to scuba, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so I, I knew, so I, I I knew I sort of had something there I wanted to do, and and of course, again, it, to me, it just felt like a book. Um, but then I kind of got introduced to, uh, again, this is early 2000s, like 2004, 2005. I'm getting introduced to what was be what was then called a podcast. I shouldn't say then called as if it's changed, but I mean like, but at the time this was like this new phenomenon. I'm like, what's what do you what do you talk about podcasts? What is that? And so I kind of got introduced to these, and a friend of mine had, was already uh, hip deep doing one. Uh, he did a gaming podcast, and all of a sudden I kind of was like, wow, that that could be the thing to do. Like maybe that's how I should do this. Um, and my friend had me um, again. He was doing a gaming podcast, so he asked me to do a review on the From Russia with Love game at the time. 
So I did it. I recorded it, threw in some sound effects and music and stuff to sort of sweeten it up. And, you know, I gave it to him and he played it and he ran on his on his show and everything. And I was like, this was fun. So. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I guess that was sort of my thing. I'm like, you know what? I'll do a James Bond podcast and just kind of go crazy. And I kind of quickly, you know, again, it was it was sort of half, you know, all of these sort of Bond how to sort of things. Uh, and also half just to talking about the movies in general. So, yeah, I, ha I just had a blast doing it. It's weird because back then there wasn't a lot of feedback, you know, so so kind of doing a podcast and putting it out there. It, it's like putting a message in a bottle and throwing it into the ocean. You're just kind of hoping like, oh, that'd be kind of cool if somebody heard this. But mm -hmm. um, so the feedback part was very slow. But still, I mean, just doing it was a lot of fun. So I kind of didn't really care yet. Yeah, and I want to add in there, too, your podcast, you've got over 220 episodes and <laughs> over 130, 100, how many? I just saw it here. 137 ratings, Jake, and he's got a five out of five stars. We've got like three ratings, and I asked Quantum of History to do it because then <laughs> he, I, he did one for us. I did one for him. One of them is my girlfriend's brother, and one of them's me. <laughs> so, so you are clearly doing something right well that we'll have to put we'll have to put it out there that people should go to your uh itunes uh, and do a do a review uh no yeah that's uh, honestly it's strictly like it's like anything else if you if you're willing to sort of just stay consistent and keep at it you know things happen mm -hmm. uh like i mean honestly when i think back i mean it's literally been 14 years at this point and i'm like holy smokes like what the hell uh, I mean, I, I can't even tell you how many apartments ago that was that, that I started it. Right. So, yeah, I mean, if I, that, and that's the thing with a lot of the a lot of the new guys sort of coming into the fold. You know, it, it looks fun and people want to do it. And then I think they kind of like a lot of guys today, I noticed, will will kind of expect like instant success and uh, and they kind of get frustrated pretty quickly. And it's like, guys, you know, again, like I did this. I, I was just yelling out into the darkness and, and no one said anything back for a long time you know mm -hmm. so you have to just decide like if you love doing it just do it because you love it and and the 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 kind of treats and the feedback you know it'll all come later um i i and i have had one or two like i, I, don't, I don't think i've had consistently good comments i've had mostly but uh <laughs> I, I i can remember like one way back when saying like you know like you're always complaining that you never you like like I, I for a while there like sometimes i would go months between podcast because just, just for different reasons either either nothing's really happening or i just got real busy whatever so i get once in a while i get the the oddball complaint like quit making excuses you, if, you're, if you're gonna do it do it if you don't whatever uh -huh. so yeah it's kind of funny but but yeah like i said i mean it, it's um it, it does take time and patience and if, and if you just do it because you like doing it then you're you're, you're on the right track yeah. yeah i will say jake jake reached out to me we kind of both um, without really even knowing each other, had the idea in our head to do one. Mm. And I put something out on Instagram, he put something out, and then he reached out to me to start this. And I think that's why, um, you know, he and I enjoy it so much is because we we kind of agreed even before, like I, I think our first FaceTime call, probably Jake, we were just like, let's just do this. And if it's fun, it's fun. If not, then, you know, whatever. But, you know, and now, We've ended up speaking to people like, for example, yourself, David and Harris Thomas, three different mm. gentlemen that I've seen for years and years, like watching YouTube videos. And, you know, I, I told David, I was like, I would watch 
his videos when I was bored at work and then you'd pop in there and Harris would pop in there, you know, and then you meet like a smattering of people just from the community itself, the Instagram mm-hmm. side of it. But it's like, you know, 10 years ago when I was watching you guys, I never thought I'd be, be able to sit down and chat with you guys. So to me, that's the most rewarding part of this for sure. It, it really is. Yes. And I, and I honestly, like, it's funny, like sometimes I'll tell guys, I'll be like, you know, I, again, the same similar advice like do it if if it's if if it excites you if you like doing it uh don't do it just for the kind of notoriety of it but but in full the spirit of full disclosure i mean that was a big part of why i did it i mean a big a big part of what my motivation was was that like it just felt like there's a bigger conversation out there that i want to get into you know so the um so so again it's it's a like it's almost like i'm trying to say like don't don't discount, you know, like I'm not, I'm not definitely not trying to put the, put anybody's flame out in terms of wanting to do it to sort of get, like you said, get into the larger community and, and into the bigger discussion. Cause that's absolutely why I did it. And it's a, not a bad reason, but, but then again, but you can also become part, like I have friends, like, you know, I have a good friend, Joe Silog. I don't know if you, if you know the name, but this is a guy who who um, I've met from. He does all the bond traveling, you know, like these organized trips, whatever. He's on every single one. He knows everyone who does it. Everyone knows him, and he doesn't do anything. You know, he doesn't do a podcast. He doesn't do a, a YouTube channel, but everyone knows who he is just because he gets himself involved. So I mean, there there is also the counter argument that if you just want to sort of get deeper into the community, just do more stuff. You know, go mm-hmm. to different events. Uh, reach out to different people, you know, show up when they do like live streams and stuff. I mean, I'll, I'll do a live stream. Uh, David will do a live stream and we see a lot of the same names like all the time, like very consistent people who always show up. Uh, so, I mean, that's, that's an avenue too. So again, if you, if you, if you really do feel the urge to do content creation, by all means, jump in. I mean, the water's fine. There's always room for, for young blood, you know, fresh blood, so, but, but, but again, just sort of pick and choose and decide like, well, what do I want to be? Do I want to be just a fan who's involved or do I want to actually produce content? So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, the content part can, again, it's, it's, it, it's fun. It's a lot of fun, it, but it can also feel like work sometimes. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I don't have to tell, I don't have to tell you guys. <laughs> yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. I think, yeah, that's, um, it's a really interesting point. Cause I think that that's one of the most important things that even people that I've spoken to, you know, it's why'd you start this? What are you doing? And it's just, it's fun. That's the reason yeah. that you have to, I think you have to go in with that. And then, yeah, you have to deal with a bit of shit that goes with it sometimes that, yeah, you have to get up at six in the morning to record a podcast every now and then, but <laughs> it's, it's fun that goes with it, you know, but yeah, a hundred percent. It's not, not easy all the time. Yeah, it is. And and honestly, too, it's I mean, the great thing about uh, uh, being a James Bond fan is that there's I, I feel like there's never a shortage of things to talk about, you know, no. I mean, because there's so much. I mean, there's so many books, there's so many movies uh, we can sit here. You know, if you ask 20 Bond fans, like rank your your film, your favorites, like, you know, most favorites, the least favorite. No two lists are going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Even even if there's like certain patterns, like I'll I'll talk to people and I'm like, well, give me your top five, and they'll they'll like their their top four is exactly like mine, and then all of a sudden their fifth choice will be like diamonds are forever. I'm like, wait, what? You know? <laughs> so like like you, you drunk? Right. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, but that's I mean again, but that's the fun is like we can we 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 can do this forever and really never run out of things to talk about. So I mean there's 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 always something 
you know, there's always some way to sort of generate discussion. Yeah. One thing I, I want to touch on, too, with that, it's it's interesting you say that, too, because Jake and I have done an episode where actually we've done all we've recorded all but one. But we've done an episode where we'll rank each actor's films mm. specifically. And we'll literally be texting. All right. I'll be like, OK, yeah, Wednesday we'll do uh, we'll jump on. We'll do uh, Pierce Brosnan. So then. We'll be like, all right, I'll talk to you in a couple of days. So a couple of days goes by. We'll watch each film. And then I go to sit there and I'm like, okay, I've got this, 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 and this. Halfway through the conversation with him, I want to change him. You know what I mean? I feel right, like right. It's, it's ever changing too. Yeah. You know, 10 years ago, obviously there's new films coming out, whatever the case may be. But, you know, it's like when I was a kid, I liked the movies for one reason. When I was a little older, something else. Now something else. It just kind of seems like it change. It could, it could honestly change day by day. It, it's so true, and it's. And by the way, it's very funny that you mentioned ranking the Brosnans because that's literally what the, one of the videos I'm working on it, like literally as we speak. Uh, and and honestly, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I mean, sometimes I look at like, I mean, there's one that I can clearly say, yeah, that's so a good. The others, you know, are good, not great, and and I kind of fluctuate on which one and why. But yeah, it's so yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Like like you you just and and they're so um. It's like trying to nail Jello to a wall. It's 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 so hard to talk about like what makes this one good versus mm -hmm. this one, which is a little less good. But there like there's so many Bond films that just it's like how do you compare? Like it, sometimes it's like comparing The Born Identity with a comedy. Like you know, I mean, the Bond films sometimes they're all they run the whole gambit like this one is as realistic as you can get it's gritty it's dirty etc that is another one that's you know a little lighter a little more fun a little more not you know a little more unbelievable but entertaining well how do you sit there and and say why one is better than another mm -hmm. you know it's it's i i i can't tell you what you should like and not like i mean i i did um like before i did my big review series in the last year plus uh, I sat there and made a list of it, just because I wanted to make sure I didn't like get halfway through and, and kind of scratching my head going, why, why, why did I rank this this way? So I literally did like rank every single film. I gave each one a score. I put one above the other. OK, this one's better than that one. And again, like nailing Jello to a wall. It's like, I don't I really don't know how to do this, per se. Like it's it sometimes it's just so difficult because, you know, again, it just doesn't really kind of mesh with, you know, how you. Like, like there's some days I feel like watching that movie. Like this, this one I put way down on the bottom because it's so silly. Yet, if it's on TV, I'll watch it in a heartbeat. You know, mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah it's it, it is it, like again, it's tricky, but again, that's kind of a a blessing in disguise, I think. Yep. Oh yeah, there's always something to talk about, isn't there? Mm. You can never get too bored with it. Um, Absolutely. One of the the questions that I was sort of wanting to know is obviously you've you mentioned earlier your your book um being james bond mm. with james bond obviously he changes very quickly and some of the things that he does have you ever sort of thought about you know going through and changing some of the things updating it has that ever been something on the cards or do you almost sort of you get that through the medium of the podcast and youtube now uh that's a great question honestly you know I I it's I really did kind of similarly when I first started being James Bond I went through 
uh, you know, kind of tried to figure like what are all the things that James Bond does? Uh, for example, what what are the different vehicles that he has shown uh, that he can drive? Like like again, you put anything in front of him, he can jump in, he can steer it, he can drive it. Um, and and then I kind of got into the well, all right, well which one? What's getting silly now? Like I I I I kind of wanted to be a completist and really kind of get into like well look if I see him you know, operating this machinery, I should put it, but then I'm like, all right, but I don't, I don't need to write a chapter about how to, how to work a crane. Should, should the, you know, should that pop up? Uh, you know, I mean, even, um, like a die another day, he's, he's on the hovercrafts and I kind of felt like, well, he's, he's driving it. That, that should be fair game. But then I'm like, but, but who the hell is ever going to drive a hovercraft? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. why, you know, so like, what, like, when do I go from practicality to kind of like obsession with, with silly detail um, and yes, I have watched like the subsequent films and thought like, is there anything I need to add? And I, I kind of feel like for the most part, I, I don't think Daniel Craig has really done anything. Like again, I, I I probably laid this out. It's funny, like my first podcast was was just before Casino Royale. So when I was developing this, I was very much just into the Bros in, in the Brosnan era alone. Uh, so yeah, the, like so was there much that Craig did that I kind of thought warranted a new uh, new chapters and honestly not much. I mean I I do um, I have done location chapters and location podcasts um, and I I think Craig does go to some good spots but even then it's a little dicey because a lot of the places in the Craig movies are you know like they'll they'll be shooting in London trying to make it look like um, Shanghai. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Some of the things are, I mean, he, he goes to Macau in Skyfall, but it's, it's all sets, you know, I don't see the actual places. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm o- my eyes are always open for new locations. I, I think Dine of the Day or not Dine of the Day. I think No Time to Die might provide a couple new spots, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the, so the answer is yes, that I'm always sort of watching and seeing if there's new things that I need to sort of, uh, incorporate. But then again, I, you know, I'm still working on book two. So I'm still it's like it's I once I get to like book eight I'll I'll probably have to worry about adding new stuff but I think for now <laughs> yeah definitely one thing I will say about that don't ever go to Macau and expect it to look like Skyfall because we went there a few years ago <laughs> and honestly it's it's the only place it's like Las Vegas it's got like a um, Eiffel Tower it's just it's mental but it does not look like Skyfall there is like zero <laughs> class to that place. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah, that was a set, wasn't it? That Macau Casino. Yeah, they, uh, I think so. I, they were like, I think there were like two major scenes, really. I mean, it was his hotel room, which again, very obviously looks like a set, and then, um, yeah, then the casino scene, and I'm all all done on sets. Yeah, yeah. I so one thing we talked about when we were speaking with David Zariski was how you and him met. And this story fascinates me because we heard it from his point of view. And correct me if I'm wrong, he was speaking and you were attending this James Bond chat. Was that the case? Yeah, um, you know what? I, I did hear that. And it was funny. I, I, I remember as I was listening to the interview, I'm sitting there going, no, no, that's it's not where Because <laughs> I was going to say, well, here, I'll, I'll ask the question so I don't sound like a, an idiot. But my question was going to be. At, obviously, you were intrigued enough by Bond at that point in time to go listen to somebody speak about it. So yeah. I kind of wanted to know 
I mean, that was the question was more so your point of view rather than the the friendship beginning. But <laughs> uh, so I, in, in a sense, maybe there is no question. But I guess yeah. if you did attend some sort of seminar or something where David was speaking, or if you want to just kind of stick with that idea or concept of attending a James Bond talk of some sort, <laughs> what drove you to attend something like that at that point in time? Uh, yeah, I, and I'll, yeah, I'll tackle that two ways. First of all, uh, yeah, that event was, in, in fact, probably, you know, when you, when you asked me before about like, when do you feel like you've sort of hit like obsession, super fan status? I, I think that probably had to be it. I, I don't know how I heard about it. Uh, could have been through David could have been, I, I think there was actually a few people there that I knew, uh, and actually a few friends that I made that, that, uh, that weekend, which was nice. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that was a symposium that was happening at Hofstra University, uh, and I did uh, go to it and attended it, and it was pre- it was two days of, of lectures, and it was pretty wild. It was a lot of fun, and um, it, it even ended up with um, like a, a dinner. Uh, you could, like If you stayed for the whole thing, there was a dinner, and, and Raymond Benson was, was there, and he was playing music. He did – he played all the Bond themes on a – like a, this Bond medley on the piano – um, I, I'm trying to remember, um, the, uh, there was a, a guest speaker, like the, 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 um, the guest lecturer, like the main event. Allegedly was, David, according to no, David. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually, um, and why is his name popping out of my head, but the bad guy from License to Kill. Um, oh, Robert, uh, Robert Dobby, Robert Dobby. Yes, I, don't know, yes. I don't know what my brain was. Um, he was, he was, uh, they did a, a, thing, a thing where he was speaking at the end and he was interviewed by Lee Pfeiffer. The whole thing was really wild. Uh, with regards to David and I, David and I had actually met. He was writing articles for uh, Bond Lifestyle, for the Bond Lifestyle website. Mm-hmm. And he, he wrote like a frugal uh, Casino Royale. And I remember, and I was like, oh, this is right up my alley. This is great. I said, you know, and he, I thought it was, it was really good. And, and I, the, his email was on and I said, hey, I read, I read your article. That was great. Really loved it. Really up my alley. And he wrote back, thanks. Uh huh. Oh, okay, cool. Whatever. <laughs> Which, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm being funny, but actually, like, it was very quick. Whatever. I got uh, a few of those. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> not anymore, but I did back in the day. Yeah. So, but 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 he was actually. We found out that he didn't live that far from me. He's probably about. He's only like an hour and a half uh, from where I live. So we we were kind of in touch at that point now, and and I think we were talking over um, other message boards. So at some point he had like a, like he said I'm gonna have a little bond gathering with a couple bond fans if you want to swing by. So I, I went. That was the first time we met and hung out. So uh, so the the Hofstra thing was probably I mean at the very least it was probably like, probably about a year after we had met. So so we kind of, we knew each other at that point. Um, in fact, it was, I, it's funny, you know, it's, when you're that into James Bond, like people ask you when something happened, the answer uh-huh. is, well, it was after Casino, but before Quantum. I know that. Right, so, right. <laughs> so David, yeah, so we, we actually knew each other between Casino and Quantum. In fact, when, when the, um, the premiere was happening down in, in Baltimore, David and I knew each other very well at that yeah. point. Yeah. We're going to have to give David a lot of shit, Jake, for just basically creating <laughs> stories. He's like, well, I was the headliner at this. Uh, he's like, Daniel Craig spoke and then I came on and Joe was the first person to raise his hand. I was like, I guess I'll answer your question. I was going to say, because if you listen to the episode, you heard him tell the story about me shooting him an email like four years ago now or something. Right, but, right. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if he actually responded to that one until 
<laughs> two weeks ago. But yeah. one of them he did respond to, and it was just like a very cool thanks. And I was like, well, he's a busy guy. But now, now that we know him, I can start to give him shit about it. That's funny. He did. I, I remember. I do remember though. He was a he was a speaker at the thing. He did. He he. I was there just as an attendee. And, uh, but he he was speaking at it. But no, but I, I will say, you know, it's so it's so funny. Like once you, like, you know, once you've been doing this for a while, you do get a lot of people who contact you. And honestly, it's funny. Like sometimes I'll meet somebody. And I think I'm meeting them for the first time, and they're like, "Dude, we've been talking for like for like six months on Instagram." And I'm like, "Oh, oh, you're, you know, because it's probably it's Jason like, Kim." <laughs> it's, um, yeah, probably he's, he's probably one. But but it, it's like it's funny too. I I always laugh. I said, you know, social media now has sort of gone full circle. Like mm-hmm. we, like way back in the beginning, like you had like a MySpace or whatever, and you probably made up like a fake name, and you had like an avatar, or you just just talking on message boards. You had like a, like a, an avatar picture, or whatever. And you made up a name, you know, that that was your nickname or whatever. And then kind of like, you know, so for a long time, it was pretty anonymous. Then Facebook comes along and that's totally gone. Where like mm-hmm. now suddenly, like, you know, everybody by their name. That's it. Full name, first name, last name. Uh, so all that anonymity was gone. Then all of a sudden, like Instagram comes along. And now we're right back to that idea where it's like I all I see now are these pictures and a, and a, and a, and a funny, clever, you know, screen name or whatever. And I don't know who these people are. So, right. so all of, all of a sudden now I'm back to like, oh, you're that guy from this, you know. So, yeah, it's a little weird. But and then a lot of times again, you'll get a lot of people who just want to talk, and you know, I mean, it can be like, you know, sometimes I'll get on Instagram and I got like a lot of people who just want to ask questions or do whatever. It's totally cool. I, I you know, I'll, I'll answer as quickly as I can or whatever. Um, but it does get kind of like just sort of, I guess, I think confusing is just the, the best way I can yeah. say it. You sort of yeah. forget. I think even when we started talking, like I, you guys have like a couple different accounts. I didn't put it together that it was the podcast, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Kind of yeah. See, see one thing, you know, to touch on that when I first started in the community and, and I don't really, you know, I'm, I'm very, uh, as I, as I lower my voice, I'm very laid back guy. <laughs> you know, I'm very calm guy. Jay can attest to it. But, you know, for me, it's like when I first got in the community, um, you know, and I followed most of the people, like, I think I followed you, you followed me right back. Mm. And then, you know, I followed David, didn't hear shit, you know, (laughs) whatever else. But it's like at the same time, in fairness to David, because like I said, now that he and I talk a couple times a week, Mm. now I'll just start giving him a fake hard time. But (laughs) At, like very quickly, my my account because I'm just over a thousand. Nothing nothing crazy with the followers mm-hmm. on my account. But with that said, the just over a thousand followers has already become like a second job, and not in yeah, like a yeah. braggy way. When it's simply like if I post something and like five people comment on it, I'm the type of person where I want to respond to each of those people because now at this point. It's people that are always commenting or were texting or mm. DMing or they've been on the podcast, you know, all these different things where by the time I actually have the free time to do that, it's after work and I'm at dinner with my girlfriend and she's like, put your friggin' phone right. down. You know what I mean? It, like it is, yeah, yeah. it is not easy to correspond yeah. with people all the time. So yeah. I, I, especially with, you know, that's me having like 1,000 70 followers mm. where you've got almost 4,000 Jake's got almost a little over 10,000 then David with however many 30,000 or whatever I can only imagine each level you get up there how difficult it gets 
Yeah, and and I I liked how you said it too. By the way, it's right. It's it's not meant to be like a braggy thing. It's it's a nice problem to have. It's basically just like you literally, it quite literally, your world just sort of gets bigger, mm-hmm. and and all of a sudden again you have. I mean, and and again, it's a fantastic problem to have. I mean, I love. I mean, one of my big like like it's almost like the planets just align for me when I go to like a Bond event. And I'll have people like just start talking to me like like oh hey what's up like like because they know who I am, and I remember like um it, like it's it's like you have friends already that you just haven't met yet, so mm-hmm. all of a sudden like it's like what like you're suddenly as opposed to walking into a, a room a total stranger and not knowing a soul, it's like your calling card got there a few minutes ahead of you. Right. And now suddenly you got people who are talking to you. It's like oh, you, all of a sudden you're walking into a room full of friends that you just, like I said, haven't exactly met yet. It's a, it's, it is a, it's a great thing. And, and like I said, it's just, um, it, but it does sort of, it just feels a little um, hard to manage sometimes because again, mm-hmm. just, the world gets a little bit bigger and you got to be, you know, good with names and, and, and stuff. I, I like too, by the way, I love, I love um, like this kind of, it, one of the blessings of COVID I can't believe I'm even putting that sentence together. <laughs> right. But one, 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 one of the nice things to come out of this mess, I like all the big Zoom meetings because I sort of like now putting faces with names, et cetera. It's like all of a sudden, like I'm looking at, you know, 20, 30 faces with the names and I'm like, oh, now I can, again, now I'm putting faces with, with names, et cetera. So it's, yeah, it's, I mean, honestly, that is, that really, that is by far the best part of all of this is that you really do now have like a big circle of friends that you just didn't know you yeah. had. Yeah, I will say, and then Jake, go ahead. Sorry, I always I keep cutting you off. I literally see his head move towards the mic, and I'm like, stop. <laughs> For me, I could I could agree with that. I think COVID may actually be the only reason I'm I'm even doing this because it was Operation Phoenix, and I was like, I don't really have anything to do. I've obviously seen and heard of. David and Joe and some of these other guys for a very long time, and let's just give it a whirl. No, here we are. Yeah, very true. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I think, especially with yourself, Joe, like we were sort of saying at the beginning, you know, you listen to a podcast and you feel like your best mates with someone before you've even met them. And it's a, yeah. a strange thing almost, isn't it? You know, when you start talking to people who you've listened to or watched and you go, I know you, but you have no idea who I am. Um, <laughs> so it's an interesting situation. You got to yeah. tell them the story about what your wife says to you when you and I text. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, she thinks that like Luke's my other woman or something because you know time differences <laughs> of that we're lying in bed at 11 o'clock at night and the phone's right, going right. off and I'm sit- sitting there giggling and she's, yeah oh, I'll like I'll like wake up from like a bad dream at like 4 a.m. <laughs> but then I'll like look over at my phone I have a text from Jake so I'll just be like I literally just had this dream that I was like at Pierce Brosnan's house and he told me I was an asshole and then his wife's like who are you texting at 11 p.m. and he's like it's just Luke like relax <laughs> Right. You're, you're like uh, Jake from State Farm all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> well, he sounds hideous. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. No. It, it's yeah. It, it is very funny. It is. It. It's because. I mean, we. we I, my girlfriend and I always joke, and and especially if we get together with other couples like um, David and his wife and some other friends of ours and and their wives, like they they call themselves the Bond widows. You know, like they, they kind of, And I, I. Cute and funny, but it's yeah. There's something to it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, you mentioned there one of the things, Joe, was obviously sort of the James Bond events. And I know that you were you always very big on them, especially sort of pre-COVID before life was on Zoom and that. But is there any sort of events that really sort of stick out to you in the past, you know, 15 or so years that you've sort of been doing this that you 
really sort of always think about as as your Aside key event that you've been to. David's grand speech where you guys <laughs> met. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely been. Yeah, I, I boy, I I almost feel like you have to sort of narrow it down a little bit. There's been a lot of really great Bond events that I've been to that have just been stellar and kind of marked. Uh, like sort of a new chapter or a new progression in the whole thing. Uh, I mean, it, it really is great when you meet new people at things. I mean, even I, honestly, even going back to that uh, symposium, I mean, I, I met like Raymond Benson for the first time. Funny story. I, you know, at the end of the actual symposium and people were sort of uh, like, it was breaking up and people were going back to the hotel. I was talking to a few people and Raymond happened to be part of a small group that I was in. And of course, like I'm sitting there, like going, like, oh my God, that's Raymond Benson. He's the author of the Bond books that I've been uh, reading, and some kind of like little starry-eyed. And um, so I, I guess they were all talking about how they are how how to get back to the hotel. And I I said, uh, well, I have a car. I could drive a couple people. And 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 Raymond happened to be one of them. He's like, oh, if you don't mind. And then I we walked to the car, and then I remembered. I'm like, oh crap! I have shit in my back seat. This is really bad. So I had I had a couple boxes, you know, of stuff that I was supposed to be dropping off, and um, I shoved as many of them into the trunk as I could. And Raymond's like, I I could just hold it if you want. And and so I'm like, okay. So here I am, like driving <laughs> to the hotel. I got Raymond Benson in my rearview mirror with a box on his lap, and I'm like, this is, oh my god. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, this is really cool and really embarrassing at the same time. Um, <laughs> But yeah, honestly, I, I I will say this. Honestly, the, the events have been by far like the most fun aspects of this whole thing. Like when you can when you get together with people and you're just hanging around, shooting the breeze, talking Bond or just whatever. And that's a big thing, too, is honestly, a lot of times what's really funny is like we'll get together with people that are now just friends. You know, like I mean, I, and it's so funny, too, because. Like once you hit a certain, like once you're out of like high school and college, like guys really don't make new friends very often. You know, mm-hmm. it's pretty rare. Yeah. Um, you just kind of live your life and you'll you'll be like, oh, my buddy from high school, uh, whatever. Um, uh, so but yeah, the, but Bond has changed that dramatically, and I I have like very very good friends that I now, I mean, literally all over the world. You know, yeah. like not acquaintances. I mean, like good friends that I I feel like if I if, something happened like i dropped off somewhere i probably got a, a friend nearby i would knock on their door so mm-hmm. yeah it's really been incredible i mean honestly i i like i really couldn't even tell you like if i had to just rattle off like my top few events boy that would be tough i mean the honor majesties last year was just just mind-bogglingly incredible um to the point where it was almost like hard hard to like like you know you'll never top it so it, it's almost like wow look what i did i, I spoiled myself so bad mm-hmm. um but even before, again, even before that, like just so many events, I I there was um like a year, I guess maybe like two years ago now, I was in Vegas for work, and just by dumb luck, uh, two other guys, um, happened to be Anders, who's uh from Sweden with Love, and he's George Lazenby's manager, um, and Jeff Weibo from James Bond Canada, they just happened to be in Vegas for some, not even together, they just both happened to be there for other reasons. And just by dumb luck, the three of us were there at the same time. And I guess if, I guess when you're talking about a city like Vegas, it's not that impossible. But the fact that the three of us were there at the same time was so weird. So, and we got we, we all went to dinner. We were shooting the breeze. We we found the 007 slots. We were playing them. And it was just again, it was just so weird. Like, like all of a sudden now, this big world has gotten a little more cozy, and I love it. Like I'm like mm-hmm. you know, just little things like that. It's just just so great. 
I don't know if that I don't know if that answers your question in any way, shape, or form. But. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. That's great. I think it's so interesting. Like I think that that's such a subjective thing, almost, isn't it? And I hope you know one day when the world gets back to normal, I'll be able to head over that sort of way of the world and be yeah. able to get involved in that as well, because that's definitely something that I know for me, I'd love to love to be involved in. But I'm also literally on the other side of the world at the moment, and I ain't going anywhere for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and me both. I, I cannot wait for this whole mess to be behind us, frankly, and get back to doing some Bond stuff. I, I, I probably I don't even have to tell you how, um, like, you know, having the premiere get canceled back in February, March. Oh, boy, that was that was, was a tough yeah, one. I was going to ask you about that, because I think <laughs> probably I'd say the news that that came out and then it would have been a good about three minutes later, I think that you had a YouTube video up. Talking yeah, about yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which they still get black like over, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think almost in hindsight now, like I'd probably look at it and say it probably was a bad move that they cancelled it at that point now with the way that the world's going right now. But how are you sort of feeling about it a year on? And yeah, what's your sort of thoughts on, on No Time yeah, to Die? I, I'll tell you what, honestly, yeah, I, I, I've had that thought myself because I, I said, you know, it's funny because I mean, uh, it's wildly frustrating that we're talking six years now between films. I mean, that's, that's just absurd. Like that I I've seen other franchises get rebooted like twice in, in six years, much less, um, you know, <laughs> so, and yeah, I, I do kind of look back and I say, you know, if you guys just didn't jump the gun and just had it, I don't, like, I don't think anybody would have faulted you. I mean, like, like a week, couple weeks after that, things started to get crazier. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I mean, I, I always get myself in trouble for this, because, but again, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the right answers to, to things are, and I'm not the one making making big decisions, so it doesn't matter what I say. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm with you. I say, if, boy, if they, if they just – well, first of all, I get frustrated too because, hey, guys, you know, all those different postpones and all those date changes before that, if, if, if you just – if one of those didn't happen, just one, because I think there was at least two different dates before that mm-hmm. – if just one of those didn't happen, then we would have had a film on Valentine's Day and we wouldn't be sitting here like this now, you know? Yeah. So I can't blame them for COVID, but I could sure as hell say, but what were you doing for five years? I mean, you know, it's, it's my, my comparison is always like, it's like a kid comes to you the night the, 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 the project is due. Well, my dog ate my pencil last night, so I couldn't do it. Yeah, but I gave you the assignment four months ago. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah, that's kind, of, that's kind of my mentality with this. Is like, but if, if I I get it now that we're in this pickle and you guys didn't ask for this for damn sure. But yeah, oh, no, if, if you just gave us a movie a couple of years ago, we wouldn't be sitting here. Yeah, I agree. I think it's almost that thing, isn't it? It's like, how is this gonna get better now? Like right. it's, yeah. Let's let's be serious. Next April, come on. Right, right. Where we are now, that's gonna be a nightmare, and it's almost like, oh. Yeah, but like you said, none of us have the right answers. We just like talking about it for hours and days on end, don't we? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, this this whole this whole mess. It's like there there are no perfect answers. There there's just like the least terrible solution. You know what I mean? So yeah, there really there really is nothing to really say about it. I can't even say like, oh, you guys ought to do this. I I don't know what the right answer is these days. And as far as again, I was just gutted because I mean seriously, I literally like it's funny I again, been a big enough Bond fan that for Skyfall and Spectre, I was so close to flying over, trying to get tickets for a premiere. Um, and both times, literally both times, I was uh, watching the premiere 
on YouTube live and I'm and I'm literally seeing faces in the crowd, people I know, and I'm like, oh God, this hurts. This hurts. So I, t- I told myself back then, I said, I am that's it. I am not missing another one. The next one, I am absolutely positively going. So I just I was totally ready. I said, I said, so when Spectre and where where No Time to Die comes out, I'm going. I'll figure out how I'm gonna get a ticket, but but I'm doing all the events, et cetera, et cetera. And I had literally three different cities I had lined up three different premieres to go to um, two of them. I knew I was going to one was, a, was, a, was a maybe, uh, but I mean, I had everything lined up, lined up. I bought plane tickets and it's one of those things, even like, like, you know, I don't let myself get excited for it until I know it's close. Well, this was so uh-huh. close. I could taste it. So when that news broke, Oh my God, just, I mean, you talk about just wrecked. Um, it, it's so funny. I, I did a, uh, you know, 2019 was so good. Like like that, I had the Honor Majesty's trip and a couple other things happened. I was in London that year, uh, and I remember at the end of the year doing kind of like a little short, like New Year's, like just hey, what's going on? Happy, just want to say Happy New Year and reflected on the year. And I said, you know, usually like a lot of years, people would say, boy, this year sucked. You know, like just good riddance. You know, I can't wait till next year. Next year will be better. I said, but this year, I'm, oh, this year was great. I mean, I had, I had the best year. This was so good. Everything was great. And I just, I kept, I kept saying, you know, next year is going to have to really be great to top this one. <laughs> but all of a sudden, and now here we are. And here we are, right? <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> like, could it, like, I, if, a, if, a, if, a new, if a meteor hits New York tomorrow, you'd, you'd probably be like, yeah, well, it's 2020. What'd you expect? <laughs> right, right. Right. I, so as far as No Time to Die goes, and um, this this question Jake and I have touched on just personally if, quite a few times. So they've released so many trailers and posters and stills and so much stuff. And, you know, I'd like to get your opinion I guess this will be a two-parter. I'll ask you the first question first. So just as far as the sheer amount of marketing they've already done and then adding on the fact that there's still months to go, Yeah. do you think that each new thing that comes out is in fact new or it was something that was supposed to come out a while back but didn't – you know what I mean? Is it fresh? Are they running out of things? Are they release, releasing different – versions of Daniel Craig standing in front of different walls with the same pose because they got to try to keep building the anticipation or do you, how, how do you just overall, how do you view their marketing strategy with all these different postponements? Uh, well, I mean, not to kick a, kick a dead horse, but I, I, I kind of find that their marketing strategy is a little baffling when the whole world knows that they're not going to put a movie out in November. So mm-hmm. why did they go to all the trouble to put out all that new marketing stuff? Right. Uh, I mean, a podcast and, and all that good stuff. Uh, but that aside, I, yeah, that is, I, I'm finding that to be a little curious myself because I mean, all of this marketing ain't free, you know, you, that you have to pay people to do new marketing materials to edit new trailers etc so yeah with every kind of false launch um that's all money that's being spent so yeah i kind of don't know um how that's all working how it's going to work like are they gonna have to do another marketing blitz in in april uh yeah i mean your guess is kind of as good as mine as far as that goes uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I do find it to be a little perplexing and, you know, it makes me kind of nervous cause they see, I mean, the, the longer this goes on, the more precarious I keep thinking the film 
is. I mean, I mean, here we have. I mean, seriously, all these these trailers have looked spectacular. This looks like a great movie, right? Um, and honestly, I like I after Spectre, I kind of had like a little mild Craig fatigue, if I'm brutally honest. Uh, you know, I thought I thought Spectre was a little kind of just draining. I have to grab my plug, and I'm real sorry about this. I'm gonna lose Take your you time. About two no, seconds. No, Take your time. I, I hate to give you editing, but. <laughs> oh, I, it's all good. It's all good. Can you see me? I keep going like this because I got a runny nose. <laughs> oh no, that's the worst, isn't it? Headaches and runny noses—they're the two things that you can't live with. I know, dude. I suppose you're getting into like flu season there, aren't you now? Like, so. I think so. Coming into winter. Yeah. That's pretty. Don't be on my part. Sorry about that. You're good. You're yeah. good. Um, um, so I, I, I kind of feel like the longer this goes on, the more precarious of a of a position the film is in. Because it's, it's funny because, I mean, it looks really, really good. It looks like it's going to be a stellar film. And honestly, after Spectre, I had a little bit of Craig fatigue to be honest. And I kind of felt like this movie, wow, it really kind of recharged my batteries. I was really excited for it. I am really excited for it. Uh, but um, yeah, I keep asking myself, well, how long can this go on that they have a completed movie? It just sits on the shelf somewhere. And and like at some point, I mean, I, I get what they're doing. They, 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 they budgeted this film in the hopes that it would be the next billion dollar bond movie. So they spent all the money. They have loans that are out that they have to get paid off. Uh, so, like, you, you can't just let it sit there indefinitely. So, and I know there's talk about streaming services, and I know they've said no. So, but, yeah, I keep, I keep saying, like, well, I know you'd lose a bundle if you put it on streaming. But, you, again, you can't just let it sit there and do nothing. Mm-hmm. So, so every day that goes by, I keep wondering, like, well, what's what's going to happen with this thing? So, and it's and again, it's it's frustrating because we know it's there, we know it's done. So yeah, it's it's like, yeah, it's just just such a weird situation. So I mean, the movie looks great. I mean, I'm excited for it, but I do, but again, but I also sort of get that same, like, you know, I I don't want to just sit here. Like, it's it's hard to keep your energy amped up to eleven consistently yeah. for this long you know so right it's uh what about you guys how, how are you guys feeling about it go ahead jake yeah i think i i am almost confused in the way that i feel about it i can't work out what i'm feeling about it anymore like i um i think when it comes to like streaming and that side of things i I want a premiere and I'd love the chance to be able to go and have some involvement mm-hmm. in that or at least, you know, have an excuse to, to head back to London for a while. But I feel like that's not probably going to happen regardless of the way that this film gets released. I think that a traditional premiere is probably not going to happen for a fair amount of time, probably not for this film. And then mm-hmm. I'm almost like to the point, well, now I just want it. Now I, like you're yeah. saying, it's hard to be this excited for this long without having something in front of me like you know what we do talking about podcasts and things like that we have a lot to talk about but that's almost like that dark cloud hanging over your head where it's like and no time to die and then you're sort of like oh we can only get so far with it but yeah yeah, like i said i think 
I'm real 50-50 on how I'm feeling about it. But I'm, mm. like you said, I think it's going to be a great film. It looks stunning. It looks like it's going to be arguably one of Daniel Craig's best and a good sort of swan song for him. But, mm. yeah, I don't know. What about you, Luke? How, uh... um, so my my issue with it, and, and this was a question I was going to ask you, Joe, is so with all this marketing – so first, to answer your question – I'm, I'm, I just get worried, you know, Jake and I were of course talking to in the podcast a couple months ago and we were saying to each other, well, you know, now they're releasing the podcast. They're talking about the rum. They're talking about the, I was right, like, there's right. no way they're postponing it again. No way. And everything's <laughs> just getting ramped up and, and then boom. Yeah. But it's like, since then they, you know, I've come out with a couple posters and the shoes and this and that for me, it's like, it, you know, and this is my question to you. Me personally, and Jake and I have discussed this, I almost feel like I, you know, of course, I don't know what's going to happen in the film. I don't know how it's going to go. But with the amount of trailers and stills and articles and whatever, I feel like I can get a pretty good idea of at least the timeline of the film. And I personally don't like that. I don't like knowing that, like, I feel like it'll start in Matera. One of the ending scenes will be when he's wearing that NPL thing. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? Like it's just, you know, I'd have to go look back and watch them again and have it fresh to really give you what my full on, I, what I think the timeline is, but I just Mm. from when they released that most recent trailer, I was like, I feel like I, not that I know what's going to happen because I don't. And I, I truly believe this is going to be a great, great film, Mm. but I've just got a little too much of a sense of what's going on than more than I would like to have. And I don't, I yeah. want to know if you feel that way at all. Uh, 100%. Yes, I do. Uh, I wonder, well, let me just say this. Like, uh, Dave Zeritsky had, uh, Lloyd Vance on, uh, probably about a mm-hmm. month ago who had basically taken all of the clips that were out and basically strung it together into a, a timeline that he sort of said, I think this is sort of how the timeline goes. And I watched it, and I was like, boy, I think I can't argue with that. I think he nailed it. And, yeah, I said, well, there you go. I mean, there's there's the whole plot to the whole movie, you know, basically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny. And, you know, when it first happened, honestly, I mean, I was, like, again, I was as doom and gloom as you could possibly get when they first canceled the, uh, the initial uh, premiere. Uh, I, I was really worried about piracy. I, you know, I thought for I said to myself, that's yeah. a, a big window. I said, that's a big old window, you know, to try to avoid leaks of any kind. Um, and, and like a full, like, I mean, I said the worst case scenario is a full blown pirated film, uh, that could get out there pretty easily. I mean, these like, people like the, 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 the trailer houses that do the trailers. I mean, they get full blown copies of the film. Um, it could easily get slipped out. Uh, but even right, but it, even it, even if it's not that bad, just the regular leaks. I mean, we had plot leaks a few months ago, um, and yeah, and and more images, more clips. So that that kind of falls into what I'm talking about about just the whole thing being kind of diluted uh, over some time. So yeah, I, I feel you there. I, I really do. And and um, and you're right. That that whole hype. It's so hard to, I mean, I find myself at night if I have like just a little downtime or if I'm working and I want the TV on, I find myself popping on Star Trek episodes, you know, Mm -hmm. just to kind of almost, um, you know, I've sort of been tapping into my inner Trekkie. Uh, Because again, I kind of feel like this, 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 
the energy it takes to sort of keep the excitement for Bond amped up to 11 with all this other stuff going on, it's, it's hard. So, you know, and that, again, that's why podcasts like yours are great. Um, just to get like your, your daily dose of, of uh, bond yeah. once in a while, just sort of keep it going. But um, so, yeah, I, I feel your pain for sure. I, I know that struggle. Yeah. See, for me, it's interesting when you brought up the pirating thing too, because that is something I don't think I've ever even considered, but it's funny because Skyfall was, I don't know if it was pirated or, um, you know, somebody filmed it in the theater or something, but some, it somehow got on, you know, your LimeWire or whatever it right. is you're using at the time or just the websites or whatever. But sure. I remember seeing it and being like, you know what, I'm going to watch it just to see if this is actually legit. So mm-hmm. I turned it on, found a link that worked, you know, the MGM lion shows up and I'm like, this looks real. And then of course that just like, and it starts in a different way than anything's ever started. I was yep. like, okay, this isn't, you know, like chopped up Timothy Dalton shit. Yeah. And then, you know, next thing you know, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not watching it. But that yeah. was because the movie was coming out here in like a week. So if yeah. it were to be pirated today, do mm-hmm. I think I would have that same uh, self-control? Maybe for like a week or two. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. at the same time, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, yeah. who knows? But that's yeah. an interesting, that's an interesting point too. Yeah, oh, I'd no, love I, to say that I wouldn't, but yeah, I know that within about ten minutes I'd probably be halfway through it. So, it you know it's funny. I, I've heard I've had that conversation a couple times already, and and I've I've kind of it's funny. People say like, well, would you watch it? And I'm like, well, give me some context. Like like, does everyone have a copy? Am I the only guy who has mm-hmm. one? Um, like like basically, if I sit around and don't watch it for a week, is everyone else gonna watch it and be talking about it? And I'm right. just trying not to. Yeah. I, I'm I'm with you there. It would be a it's a conundrum for sure. I don't know exactly which way I would go. See, I would think like us people, you know, like with people with the podcasts and the the accounts that you know they do some sort of content, you know, whether it's podcast, YouTube, you know, fashion, whatever it is. I feel like we almost have like an obligation not to. Because you know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. Like, I feel like if Jake and I were to watch it and then post an episode about it, people would be pissed. I mean, there was sure. people in this community that didn't even want to watch the trailer and may still not have watched the trailer. But in mm. fairness to them, good call, because, you know, like I said, <laughs> now it's starting to come back to me. I think it's like a like Matera, London or Matera, Jamaica, London, you know, and that it's yeah. it seems just very clear a little bit. And it kind of yeah. bugs me. Yeah. No, it, it's very true. Very true. I, I, I find it to be very frustrating. And again, seriously, the, one of the kick in the balls is like, like, don't forget, we're going to get more trailers in April. So yeah, right. you're going you're, you're gonna to get even more, unfortunately, because and, and the longer this goes on, the more that's going to happen. So more photos, more trailers, more clips. So yeah. my yeah, only been, request to them would be if you're going to release another trailer um, in March, mm. just make sure that you stick to your guns. I don't give a shit what COVID's like at the time. You have to release it somehow. You just have to. Yeah. Because if they release one more trailer, I'm already sitting here thinking, because once you said that, I was like, I may I may actually not watch that one. But if they mm. release one, I don't watch it, and then they postpone it again, and yeah. then another one comes out, It's you might right. as well just say the movie's you know 15 minutes long and combine these trailers is what happens. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know. Yeah, it's yeah, boy, is it yeah. I'm with you there. You know, we can only see him wave goodbye to her on the train so many times. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, how how many times can you watch the DB5 do donuts before you're like, okay, I got it. Well, I am on constant time, Joe. I know that we could probably sit here for the next three hours and talk about all things James Bond, but we will let you get on with your afternoon. We want to obviously sort of know... And wrap things up. What's on the horizon for being James Bond between now and 2030 when James Bond No Time to Die is released? Yeah, well, luckily, they keep giving me a lot more time to get my book done. So I uh, thank you for that, guys. I feel like every time I'm almost, you know, every time the movie's about to be released and I'm like, oh, I'm this close to getting the book done. They say, hey, here's some more time. So uh, very considerate. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, so I'm still still working on volume two. uh, More videos. Uh, again, it's it's kind of fun that Scott uh, Scott and I have sort of finished that our big, you know, series that we finished, and that, that was a bear. So, um, mm-hmm. it's, I, and and frankly, I can't believe we're here because it's, it's funny. I mean, he and I started that over a year ago, you know, with with the idea that we were going to try to tie it in with the release of the new film. Every two weeks, we'd have a new review, it'd be real fun. And then all of a sudden, you know, they keep getting postponed. And I'm like, boy, how, I can't believe we're still waiting on that film. And I did, I did 24 hours of, of video, um, for those, those, uh, those reviews, but, uh, but yeah, other stuff on the horizon, always doing, um, doing more videos and more podcasts. So I'll just keep on, keep on trucking. Yep. So, and then just out of curiosity, you people can still buy the book, correct? Yes. Uh, volume one. Yeah. You can get it off Amazon, but honestly, if you can, I would get it off lulu.com, which is L U L U.com. Uh, that's your, it's a print on demand. So you're, you're kind of getting it direct from the publisher and I can do it for, you can get it for cheaper there. Uh, so yeah, it's lulu L U L U.com. And yeah, it's called being James Bond volume one. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you for coming on, Joe. Like uh, like we talked about earlier, this is Joe Darlington from Being James Bond, the Instagram account, YouTube channel, podcast and book soon to be volume two. Thank you so, so much for coming on, sir. Thank you, guys. This is a lot of fun. and I know it would be. Yeah, we'll have to do it again soon. Absolutely. Thanks, that, Joe. Cheers. Take care. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, that was Mr. Joe Darlington. Thanks again, Joe, for coming on. We appreciate it greatly. And uh, like we promised, I think at the end of the Caleb video, we were going to lay into David a little bit, and we kind of did in that episode. It's kind of – I think – I hope that uh, David listens to it and thinks it's funny and doesn't uh, you know, unfollow us or block us or whatever. But, you know, it's it's funny when you, when you get to talk to Joe and um, he sets the record straight on a couple <laughs> of stories. It's kind of funny. You don't know how it actually happened, but both, uh, you know – great versions of the stories, great dudes. But yeah, Joe, thank you very much for coming on. We, we appreciate it greatly. And then two, I, you know, you heard it on there, but Joe's got volume one of being James Bond is out. And then he's got the podcast, YouTube channel and Instagram as well. So Mr. Joe Darlington, thank you for coming on, sir. Yeah. Thanks, John. Um, that's almost it for this week, isn't it? I want to do a little bit of shameless self-promoting here. Yeah. Um, what do you got going on? Uh, We've got a contest going on on your page, correct? Yeah, 100%. So I, I've just um, set up a, a bit of a giveaway with License to Create, who is a, an amazing is a graphic designer based here in, in Melbourne, actually. He reached out to me you know, a few months ago talking about some of the, the posts he's done. He's basically taken the Daniel Craig era films and created 
some absolutely incredible posters and you know i think to be honest with a lot of them they're probably as good if not better than the actual theatrical release posters mm-hmm. for some of them a bit more sort of old yeah. school but you know i've got one up on my wall here love it um but yeah basically along with with one of those posters which is a full-size poster there's also a you know one of the new no time to die james bond funko pops and also the official 2020 2021 calendar um you know same sort of rules as normal just make sure you're following my page james bond au also um the license to create page and tag a friend in there the more people you tag the more yeah. entries you get um it's running for a couple of weeks so you know get in there yeah and, yeah you know, we want his to work is his work's incredible yeah it really is i've yeah, seen no. i've seen a bunch of it it's awesome awesome stuff don't you is that the don't you have like three of them up in your room or just the one in your no, office the there yeah i have just the one and then um i've also got the official you know like the no time to die poster that yeah, yeah, yeah. Came out. Um, but yeah, no, he's he does some amazing work. He's very talented, and you know they're just they're slightly different. They're more sort of graphical designed posters, but they incorporate sort of key parts of the film into the poster really well. Like I think with the No Time to Die one, he's got the the bridge jump sort of in the background mm-hmm. of Daniel Craig's silhouette. It's very clever and you know very minimalist, but if you're a Bond fan, you'll like the nods. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very modern look to yeah. them. 100%. So, yeah, jump onto my page, have a look, and so yep. why. Yeah, go to James Bond AU to enter that. And uh, if you see me spamming the hell out of it, it's because I don't win anything. Shout yeah. out to Bond on the Budget, though, because I did win that. So I'm like one for 40 with competitions. And if you think it's rigged, it's not, because we've had Lorenzo on here 40 times. I haven't won any of his giveaways. We've had... I mean, obviously, Jake's done a few. Susie Vanner didn't win that. So, you know. It's definitely not rigged. <laughs> no, it is, it's the opposite of rigged. I think they're like, this guy, I think they're like, well, he's friends with Jake, and they'd host a podcast, so he also can't win. I mean, we live like 40,000 miles apart. People like, give me a break. Yeah. But anyways, so we've got uh, Joe, Ar- you know, we just did the Joe Darlington episode, obviously, and I hope you guys enjoyed that. I think we're going to have... Uh, Mr. Connor Bentley will be joining us within the next couple of weeks. That is uh, in the bag, ready to go. And that is a special episode all about the soundtracks. And um, Jake and I are going to do a two-part series where we interview each other and kind of get to know each other's, because that's, you know, we've touched on it in each episode, but, you know, Jake would like to know more about my Bond relationship as I would like to know more about his. And those obviously won't be four hours long because I'm sure you guys get sick of hearing us speak. But, uh, and then <laughs> Jake, is there going to be any special episodes, non-bond related episodes? Oh, or? yes, there is my friend. Yes, there is. We are going to dive into the world of Christmas because it's Christmas. And, you know, if there's one good thing about doing a podcast, you can always do what you want, right? Mm-hmm. People can complain. That's fine. We were James Bond podcast. And honestly, for like 51 weeks of the year, we are going to talk about James Bond. But no. Yeah, it's actually true yeah. when you think of it that way. Yeah. No. Yeah. For one week, we are going to go away from James Bond and we are going to argue our points between each other as to what is the best Christmas film. It's a fairly simple answer with Love Actually being number one. 
even yeah. though you'd like to bring up the holiday. Saying no, that. no, no. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't necessarily know that. But no, we're going to debate between whether or not Love Actually or The Holiday is a better film. However, I am going to throw in some nods to other films, Your Home Alones, Christmas Vacations, Jingle All the Way, If My Girlfriend Were in the Room, Holiday in Fucking Handcuffs. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know. Weird sounding porno, but yeah. I know, I know. It's funny. She's like, we're in the car the other day. She's like, two greatest Christmas films of all time. Christmas Vacation and Holiday in Handcuffs. I'm like, you're, it's like being like, two greatest films of all time. Shawshank Redemption, Benji. I was like, that's basically <laughs> what, you just said, what you just said. I was like, so you can get out of the car. I'm going to lock the doors. You can walk home. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, so that'll be a special episode. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. I think that uh, wraps it up for this week. Jake, anything else you want to throw in? No, I don't think so. I think that's that's it for this week. But, yeah, thanks again, Joe. And, yeah, thanks, everyone, yeah, for listening. I hope everybody uh, stateside enjoyed their Thanksgiving. That was the uh, cause of the one-day delay of the release of the Connor – or Jesus Christ, I always get their names confused. <laughs> the Caleb Daniels video was released one day late because of Thanksgiving. Yeah. But uh, I hope everybody had a safe – an enjoyable holiday and um, we will see you guys next week amazing so yeah
Bond. James Bond. 